Welcome to Sports, 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 the avocado tequila of sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports but is very informed about halftime shows, Rowdy. (laughs) That's totally inappropriate. And in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 177. How are we? Feel great, getting stronger that, every day. Yeah, it's very interesting. One seventy-seven. That's a numeral, numerologically speaking. That's a uh, <laughs> yes. I, go. Yeah. A very significant. No, I, I actually have just nothing on that. But I was, I was, I was just thinking. I was like, well, you know, one plus seven is eight, and eight plus seven is fifteen, and fifteen is a very important number. Like I, we were on the same wavelength here. So uh, awesome. I, I, I thought he's really going to do this. There is something to 177, but numerology, here we come. Yeah. Yep, it's us, it's R. Kelly, and it's Prince, and we're all here. We're here for it. <laughs> One of those is better than the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, R. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, uh, just you. just looking at uh, <laughs> looking at the uh, if we if we look at the Jewish gematria, which is the right. Jewish numerology. I mean, I'm sure one seventy seven sure. could mean it could mean anything from um, end the Fed Ooh. to banana bread, oh. uh, melanoma. Is this like oh, some okay. some Cockney rhyming slang, or or, or the fiend? <laughs> What's that? Is this some Cockney rhyming slang? What are we doing here? Yes, uh, no, it essentially <laughs> creates a a uh, um, a value based on the the Hebrew character, and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But do you want to know what value I base this at? Zero. <laughs> oh, hey, could be worse. Could be yeah. below zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's not. But how are we doing, guys? Big weekend. There was a big weekend in sports. Uh, yes. Rowdy, I'm, you're you're very quiet right now. I'm guessing. The big game. Hey, I I'll be honest. I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, you didn't miss anything, Rowdy, because it was a, in my opinion, a very perplexing, and very boring game all at the same time. I don't know how you feel about it, Snoop, but I just could not fit. Let's let's recap. What was the final score? Thirty-one to I nine. Know. Tampa 31 Bay Buccaneers thirty-one. Kansas City Chiefs nine. Kansas City, the most potent offense in the NFL, didn't score a touchdown. I think that's only the second, maybe the third time in Super Bowl history that that's happened. Not only that, but this is the first time. Uh, uh, let me blow your mind here. This is the first right. time that Patrick Mahomes has started a game and not thrown a touchdown. And not only that, but this is the first time, uh, if you go all the way back through his college career, that he has not thrown a touchdown. So This, this is, is also the, fir- the first time in his NFL career that he has lost by double digits. Yeah. So this is... he. I don't have any of his high school stats, but I'd be willing to bet he hasn't played a game where he hasn't scored a touchdown uh, since age 14. So half of his life... Yeah. If he's played in a football game, he scored a touchdown of some kind. I felt kind. bad for him. He was running around there like a chicken with his head cut off. He was man. running around like a guy with two different sized legs. 
He was running <laughs> yeah. around like a <laughs> like a guy with a frozen he's, hip. He's just knee knocked. He can't help it. <laughs> he was running. That's yeah. That's how he was running he and around. Jam- he and Jameis Winston. Watch him walk sometime, Rowdy. If you ever buy a TV that has one of these guys on it, they're knee knocked. They run and walk super weird. Rowdy, have huh. you ever have you ever watched Patrick Mahomes shuffle out to the field? No. Okay, you need to, because I think you would yeah. be uh, rather interested in this. This is a great segment that you could work on here mm-hmm. about why. It's because, from what I've researched, their their femur, it twists in and comes mm-hmm. out of their hip a little different, and so they walk and run a little weird. I first noticed it with Jameis Winston at Florida State, mm-hmm. and then when Patrick Mahomes really came on the scene... Because I didn't watch a whole lot of Texas Tech when he was in college, but mm-hmm. when he came on the scene for KC, I noticed that I was thought, he runs just like Jameis Winston. And so, wait, are both of these freaks on the same team? No. no. Okay, that's no. probably good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and one is way better than the others mm-hmm. too. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it seems it appears when he runs like he throws his left leg out for a full stride. But his right leg just kind of like, it always feels, looks like it's digging into the ground about a, a half stride, a half step. Yeah. So it's like full stride, half step, full stride, half step. So it just, it looks like he, he it looks like he pulled something or he has a, hmm. a bad ankle. He's always like that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's probably a TB12 supplement that could help with that. Yeah. Well, no I, doubt. And no doubt about it, it's the nightshade. He's he, it, in all the right. ketchup because he loves ketchup. Patrick Mahomes loves ketchup. That's right. Ketchup oh. made of tomatoes. Tomatoes are a nightshade. You should never eat nightshade according to TB12 because it it's causes either the inflammation. It's nightshade or way too much lycopene, one or the yep. other. Lyco- yeah, it causes inflammation, so steer yeah. clear. Yep. Hmm. So here it comes. It, it all comes. So he set himself up for failure. Pretty much based from on day one. Well, but I, I mean, the dude looked like he was in the X games of how many ways can you throw a football 40 yards that there's no way in hell anyone else can do that. Yeah. Cause the dude was upside down parallel to the field, spinning backwards. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the guy is incredible. My, my favorite, what? my favorite incompletion of Super Bowl uh, in Super Bowl history was when he was throwing the ball on the, uh, so it would have been his throwing arm sideline. So he was, he was parallel to the field with his throwing arm lower, and he threw it 30 yards yep. through Tyreek Hill's hands and hit him in the visor Yeah, as, as mean, he was parallel on the to Chiefs, the field. That, that whole haircut thing, now the whole barber infected, that's hilarious because those dudes couldn't catch COVID if they were trying. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was depressing, man. It yeah. was depressing. Yeah. How many dropped passes there were. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I do wonder. And Kelsey, too, and he still had 120 yards or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, yeah. I do wonder oh. sometimes, now that I've researched Patrick Mahomes' joints as much as I have. That video I sent you was helpful, wasn't it? Very, very helpful. Yeah. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was right up there with Dr. Pimple Popper as far as. Uh, medical research. <laughs> uh, I do wonder if his legs contribute at all to his success. You know, because like, okay, so uh, we are we are all aware that a bull's front legs are shorter than its back legs, right? This is hmm. common knowledge. And so I guess I don't know. Is that why they can't walk downstairs? They they run faster uphill. 
which is like the, uh, in the running yeah. of the bulls in Pamplona, it's all uphill because bulls yeah. are faster uphill. Oh, that, why so would I, they do that? It's the same with bears. If you're ever getting chased by a bear, run downhill. Hmm. That's They're good faster to... uphill than they are downhill. But yeah. you should only run from a... Black bear. Black bear, not a mm-hmm. grizzly bear. You mm-hmm. should only run from a bear if they're chasing you. You should never... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you should never run from a bear because you shouldn't run from a grizzly. And if you ever, if you ever have the opportunity to be confronted by a black bear, you're... you're Punch uh, it. No, your first choice, that's, that's sharks. You're confusing sharks and bears. <laughs> common, common mistake, especially here in the Midwest where we have, yeah. where, where we have a bountiful amount of both. Now, hey, if we you got ever, bull sharks in the Ohio River. If you're ever confronted with a black bear, your, your first line of defense would be to try to domesticate it. Yeah. Mm. That's what you should do, because I will... Just pet it, snuggle it, snuggle mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Are, are you guys familiar with the, um, with the uh, Russian uh, experiment to uh, domesticate the, the, the snow fox? Yes. Okay. Actually, and that, yes. Uh, actually, <laughs> I mean, are we that surprised that Rowdy's like, sits up in his chair, he's like, oh, here we are. I do have something to contribute to our sports podcast. <laughs> so I think the same should be done with the black bear, because I'm telling you, uh, and, and I've, I've got, check the record, I've been on the record for 20 years saying so. If you could domesticate a pygmy black bear, I'm I'm buying that right away. Uh, that is hmm. my new pet. Yeah, I, I can know, see man. that. I don't know. <laughs> pygmy, a pygmy though. Yeah, a smaller, a smaller yeah. version. I mean, yeah. if we can make a dogs miniature. as small as we can make dogs, we can make bears super small. I would For say sure. as long as my bear, as long as it's not bigger than a Great Dane. Oh, I, I would gra- want it much smaller than that. By I'm the way, thinking, I already I'm called it my like, bear, just so we're all aware. Yeah, I've already, yeah. I've already decided that I'm getting one of these. So, yeah, all right. I want, I want my bear to be like Shih Tzu size. Oh wow! Very small, very yeah. small. Oh, like a toy bear. Yeah, like a toy bear. Ruxpin. Yeah, a oh, purse yeah. bear. <laughs> a purse bear. <laughs> <laughs> the purse bears was the name of my punk rock band in uh, high I, school. I think I would have a real hard time not running from a bear now. Catamount, I'm gonna freeze. No way I'm running from a cat. No way am I running from a cat, dude. I'm I'm staring that cat down. Got to yeah. done. Oh yeah, because they want to bite your oh. neck. Yeah, uh, you gotta stare the cat down. The bear, I don't know, man. I know you're not supposed to run from them, especially grizzlies. Mm-mm. But boy, that'd be hard to do. You're supposed to just get real big and start singing. Well, or would you sing? Put your yeah, hands well, up. Start. What what would I say? I don't know. I don't. That, I, I feel like this is something day. you need what to think I about. I, you got to think about exactly. this beforehand. Willie Nelson probably. No, nothing compares to you. The Sinead O'Connor oh, yeah. version. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely, it's in my range. The fifteen hours. And, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's I might the song. sing uh, "Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground." <laughs> oh man. And then oh, that bear man. would just fall in love with me. Yes, that's right. That, that, that's serenated. how you domesticate the bear, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I a might cat, do... not a chance. I might what do, like, you? tub tub thumping or something like that, <laughs> that you're just kind of shouting the whole time. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Or some, like, 
Maybe like a uh, dub, uh, NWA song or something, like go straight hip hop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just start Maybe, yelling at it. Yeah. Probably first couple bars of California Love. Yeah, there you go. I don't know which, I don't know if I'd do Dre or uh, Tupac, though. You got to welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. Yeah. But I think the key is just never put yourself in a situation where you're going to be around any of these animals. No way. Uh, then you miss out no. on super dope places. Nah, so, stick, yeah. stick, stick to the states where we made the smart move and got rid of these creatures. Yes. For their, for their own good. Better hope I never hit Mega Millions, Rowdy, because I'm going to rewild your neighborhood first. (laughs) I'm going to rewild the crap out of Arsenal Heights. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have catamounts, bears, bison. It's going to be dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of wild, did you guys see the halftime show? Wow. That was a good transition, right? It was a great transition. That transition uh, I, was about as good as the halftime show. I, I think, I, th- I think it was better than the halftime show. Uh, I did just watch it, so I didn't watch it when it happened. I was watching the game. I had to take the dog out. I saw Satan's eyelids, just which is the very beginning, and then a whole bunch I took of the, them. Yeah, and then I took the dog out. So, so I missed it until just now, but I, I did watch it, and obviously. You're asking, Rowdy, because this is, um, I don't know, one of your six wheelhouses is our inaugural, our inaugural? That's wrong. Annual. Our annual. (laughs) (laughs) This is our first show, episode 177, our inaugural Super Bowl show. (laughs) I think, I was thinking about this. This is our fourth Super Bowl, right? Hmm. 2018, 2019, 2020. Yeah, so this is our mm-hmm. oh, this yeah, is our okay. this is our fourth Super Bowl where uh, Rowdy, our you break down the halftime show for us. Yeah, the hidden symbolism, Illuminati style. Yeah, in, in the biggest mass televised ritual of the year. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So how are we doing this this year? Are we going? Are we going minute by minute? Okay, so this this is an interesting year because most years we have multiple performers and mm-hmm. you know multiple different scene changes throughout the performance whereas this year the the star mm-hmm. of of the halftime show and the only star of the halftime show was the weekend Steven Tyler. Oh yeah, weekend. Yeah. The weekend. So yeah, the week indie, and we're he, so cool. This halftime show, <laughs> this halftime show, it, he he said before before the show, he was he was asked about um, you know h- how the show would go. He said he's gonna keep it PG for the families because he mm-hmm. he understands families are watching this together, but he said he will be incorporating. Uh, some of the storyline uh, throughout this era of his his alter ego. So, if you're not super familiar with The Weeknd, he's he's been around, you know, since I don't know, like 2010 or so. Like, I feel like was when when he first started becoming popular. I think his first like studio album hair. came out in like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has for the past. Uh, number of years 
he, he has built this sort of alter ego character. And so the halftime show, to really understand what was happening in the halftime show, we kind of have to take a step back and look at what, what this storyline for this character has been. So um, essentially the storyline is um, this kind of classic story of a performer uh, mm-hmm. selling their soul to gain fame and fortune, to and then to, uh, to the devil. Oh, uh, there um, Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so if we look back, so there was a trilogy of videos. Um, the, he had a video for "Can't Feel My Face," "Tell Your mm-hmm. Friends," and the heel and the heels, the hills, um, the heels have eyes. Um, <laughs> In these videos, so if we watch, if you watch them in this order, mm-hmm. uh, if you start with "Can't Feel My Face," mm-hmm. uh, we see the weekend it. as sort of a—he's a struggling performer, and you know he's performing. People are again. people are not really paying attention, not really into it. This mysterious man walks in uh, and sets him on fire, mm-hmm. and once once he's on fire, this this energizes the crowd, sort of kickstarts his career. So this is the beginning of the weekend's deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. And his career takes off, but then eventually he realizes that this is not a great deal. So he actually, we see the weekend in another video, burying the part of himself that, that is this successful singer, and then shooting this, devil character. Mm. Unfortunately, the devil is not human and can't be killed. So the weekend thinks he's free. He takes off in, in a, this fast car, but then ends up getting in a car accident that almost kills him. Mm. As he, he enters this house, goes into this red room and sees this devil character and then realizes that he can't escape. So essentially he's stuck in a loop where any time he tries to break free, it always ends up back with the devil. Um, this continues into. I think uh, we've video- all been there. We've yeah. All been oh, there, totally. Right? Like, yeah, I can totally associate with this. And and some of these some of these songs, uh, I think, can't feel my face and mm-hmm. uh, the hills both made it into uh, into this halftime show. Um, mm. So the story continues in the video for Starboy, and so with Starboy we see ah, the weekend. Song. A masked man comes into his house and ends up suffocating and killing him. But Yikes. then, when the mask is removed, we see it's actually the weekend. But he now has a, a new hairstyle. The long, you know, the long hair is gone. He's and he's wearing a cross pendant. And in the video, we see him take this this neon pink cross off the wall mm-hmm. and he uses that to smash his awards and smash up his house. Now we might think, okay, well he's realized uh, he's realized that uh, you know his career was his career was taking the wrong path, and no, these awards the mean and these awards mean nothing, and and so he's using the cross to shatter this. But what we're actually seeing here is that he is now the star boy. So he is the he is the handpicked uh, handpicked star. Uh, chosen by the elite to make mm. it up to these these higher ranks of, Wait, of fame and fortune. Let's roll this back. So if we're following the single storyline, the single weekend storyline, which I don't know, 
where Bernie comes into this whole thing. But yeah, is this the weekend before last or this the, the next weekend? <laughs> is this this weekend or next weekend? Yeah. I don't know, Dad. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> did Starboy kill uh, Satan's puppet? What the hell? Satan's got a puppet? Yeah. Uh, the yes. Weekend- okay. Yes, but uh, essentially. He Not is ritualistic. He is. He is. Give he me is, the whole thing. To become the star boy, to become the, mm-hmm. to become this next level star, he has to kill his old self and, mm-hmm. and essentially, uh, then ritualistically destroy all these traces of his of his former existence. Right. So and so by using and by use, yeah, and by using this this symbol of the cross, to cause destruction this is all part of this process of him selling his soul and actually on the cover art for the Starboy single it's uh three sets of symbols so we have on Mm. the left side six lightning bolts stacked in a column and then we have in the middle the six columns there or the six symbols there are five crosses and then a five-pointed star and then the third column is six more lightning bolts so we essentially have six 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 the lightning bolts are the symbol of lucifer you mm-hmm. know the the falling star the falling uh lightning bolt falling from heaven i think we all uh, know that yeah yeah Common so then this now that he's become the star boy this story continues we goes into videos like Party Monster. We see him going deeper into this world of this occult elite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of this uh, extends into um, his latest album, After Hours, which had a short film that, that uh, accompanied it. So as part of this short film, we essentially see The weekend. He's going around Las Vegas. Uh, essentially, he's possessed by a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets beat up by mobsters. He mm-hmm. is then decapitated. He's bust, they bust up his nose. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. so yes. So, so he's decapitated. Two women find his head. They kill a male stripper and attach the weekend's head to this body. And mm-hmm. then, and then f- at, from that point, his face is all bandaged. And so mm-hmm. he appeared, the weekend appeared at, I can't remember which award show it was, but he appeared wearing this full face bandage. Well, then the big reveal, once these bandages were removed in the Save Your Tears video, he's got this kind of freakish, you know, huge cheekbones, huge lips. Like it's just kind of like a, he looks like a plastic surgery nightmare. And in this video, he's performing for a bunch of guests who are wearing the, like, eyes wide shut Venetian masks. So mm. now... Fidelio. He's, 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 he's had to kill his old self. He's been decapitated. He's now completely transformed. And now he's performing for this, like, elite tier of, of the occult. Which brings us to the Super Bowl halftime show. Um, now he says when he talks about the uh, the significance of the head bandages, he said um, this was his quote: "The significance of the entire head bandages is reflecting on the absurd culture of Hollywood celebrity and people manipulating themselves for super, superficial reasons uh, to to please and to be 
to please and be validated. Okay, so I got a couple um, questions. Can we stop yes. right there? So I got a couple questions. First question, yes or no. Was that your weekend? Uh, was that your impression of the weekend? Just now, the way yeah. you read that? Yeah, he sound, he's Canadian. He sounds exactly like me oh, okay. when he Very talks. Very polite. Uh, okay. Oh, Second. he's Canadian. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's from Japan, well, he's, he, I mean, he, that's he, basically he, Detroit, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess it's more Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, kind of pizza they got in Toronto? <laughs> great question. <laughs> uh... The second question, I don't think at this point, maybe this is a good interlude, Rowdy, you tell me, you're our, you're our tour guide, but we haven't really heard what, um, what Reed th thought of the halftime show. Is this a good point to, sure, to sure. kind of ask, since we're, we're in the halftime show mm -hmm. experience, um, Reed, what did you think of the halftime show? What, what was your, like, your visceral kind of reaction well, to you what know, was happening. I thought it was, I mean, you know, I thought mm, it was terrible. <laughs> there it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was, first of all, I did not appreciate him ripping off the 1993 Michael Jackson halftime show by starting off in the scoreboard and then appearing on the stage. Mm-hmm. I, I, I understand that maybe he's a huge Michael Jackson fan and that was some kind of homage to Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. but... I mean, the last few Super Bowl halftimes have, it, it's, it's certainly gone downhill uh, it, uh, since, I mean, the last great one obviously was Prince, but there have been some good, Madonna was good, Beyonce was good, I didn't even mind the J-Lo uh, Shakira one that much. No, but, stop. <laughs> but this one just was, just seemed flat, one note, no costume changes. I mean, I'm not a huge weekend listener. I've heard his big tracks, but it was hard for me to differentiate between the songs. It just sounded like one long song. He can't dance at all. Um, it had a bunch of dancers with jock straps on their faces most of the time. I did like the opening part, though, like you said, Snoop, where it was like a bunch of uh, assassin droids with the glowing eyes. Mm, yeah, Satan eyes, that, for sure. Yeah, that was interesting. But this one, uh, it just, it, this one didn't do anything for me. Now, I didn't like his wingtip Doc Martens from Hot Topic. I didn't like, I didn't like much of any of it, quite honestly. I, I think this is the second, this is the second halftime show produced by Jay-Z. So the, fir the Shakira the J-Lo... Known, known for who is known for his uh, Illuminati, Illuminati connections, connections. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Okay, well, Jay Z came out pretty good. I mean, that last year's was pretty good. This year was a swing and a miss. That to me. But when is it a when is it a homage and when is it just biting someone's style? Just poor man's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah what's I mean, the line? Well, that's a good question. I mean, it's hard. I I don't know. I mean, I felt like it was like when they went actually went down on the field when all the jockstrap people went on the field. Like they mm -hmm. didn't really dance, but I thought it was like kind of was aiming at the like um, thriller vibe. It was thriller like, yeah, a for sure. Bit, yeah. You know, and with the mm -hmm. with the sequins jacket, red jacket, little little bad. A uh, little bad vibe there and thriller. 
but like, I don't know, I just didn't think, I didn't mind the music, I don't mind the music, but I just thought the performance was lame, was just real kind of flat one note, and he mm. can't dance, which mm. yeah. not everybody I mean, has can't, to dance. You can't fault him for that, because yeah. He can't dance, mm-hmm. because he's Canadian, you think he can't dance because he's yeah. Canadian. Right. Yeah, well that could be. But yeah, it's just like, dude, if you're gonna be prancing around like this, wait, you gotta have some moves. Justin Bieber's Canadian. He seems to be able to dance okay. He can dance. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure huh. there's a Backstreet Boy or an NSYNC dude that's a Canadian. They can dance. Uh-huh. Maybe a 98 degreeer. Maybe a 98 degreeer. I think but, yeah. 98 degreeers are all from Florida. Maybe an LFO. They seem like a very, very yeah, Florida man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I okay, just thought well, it was one of the lamer ones that I've seen in a while, with, uh, along with, uh, what were we talking about off-air a couple of years ago with the Maroon 5. That was Maroon. also lame. I think that, I, I think it was hamstrung by the pandemic. Uh, yes. So they did say the weekend when he has discussed the set, the pandemic did play a, play a big factor in sort of how things were set up. The fact that it wasn't a, you know, the big, the big stage on the, on the field, yeah. uh, like in the middle of the field, like that kind of thing. It was a little bit different. They handled it a little bit different, and part of that was uh, COVID. But part of that was COVID, but the other part was the Illuminati. So I think I there was a couple things I noticed. I couldn't tell if it was the side of the field that had the pirate ship or not. I think it was because it seemed like it was the open end of the field to me. The open end? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second thing was, I think because of the pandemic, um, a shout out to Gary Parrish, dumbest pandemic in my lifetime, um, <laughs> that uh, they were that he was trying to do things that normally you wouldn't see in a halftime show, like actually make it more of a a television experience instead yeah. of a live experience. Yep. Yeah, it was a lot more a lot more cinematically produced, I guess, mm-hmm. than, you know, it didn't feel as much like a, a concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Okay. Dude spent seven and a half million of his own money on it, though, and I don't know what he spent it on, <laughs> quite honestly. All those hey, man, droids are expensive. were wearing. Droids are expensive, dude. Jock straps, they ain't cheap. Yeah, I mean, if you want real protection... You're not That's talking true. about something. Those, you're buying those off were of really kind of jock cup combos too. Look to me because mm-hmm. they held yeah. their shape. Yeah, you yeah. know something you can still move in, breathable. Right. Yeah. Right. No, you're paying. You're paying a premium for that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's a lifestyle your... thing. It's a lifestyle yeah. brand. It's not just a, yeah. a piece of equipment. Anyway, sorry. A little aside there, Rowdy. But you were saying I might be. A, Satan, I might change my tune. Satan. I might okay. change my tune when Rowdy really gets into the secret meanings. Maybe I was just I just missed it and right. and I'm I'm open to changing my tune. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so here we go. Buckle so, up. Buckle so up, we're all, so we're almost to the halftime show. What? So <laughs> one one more little thing. There's just just a little just a little almost. just a little interesting note before so one of the promos for uh, for the Super Bowl or the Superb mm. Owl, hmm. Mm. Uh, oh, the weekend. The weekend held a Last Supper on on the field beforehand. So there's a there was a short clip where he's sitting on the field. He's got this, you know, he's sitting at a table by himself. He's got champagne on ice. 
He's got a table filled with like fruit, shrimp, cocktails, stuff like that. And then he's got a, uh, an umbrella above him. Mm. And then as he's sitting there, all these footballs kind of rain, rain down on the field. Now, one interesting thing about this, besides the fact that it's, it's sort of his last supper, uh, is the coloring of the umbrella. Because the, throughout all of the weekend's uh, videos, you constantly see him in black and red. The umbrella was blue and white striped. Now, where have we seen blue and white stripes? Oh, that's Fonsworth. right. Fonsworth Bentley. I, oh, what? Throwback. Yeah, that's where we've seen it. Fonsworth Bentley. Or Mr. Umbrella the, himself. Mr. Bumbershoot himself. The temple, the blue and white striped temple on Jeffrey Epstein's oh, Island. F-Seen's oh, Island. Oh, yeah, your, oh thing, my your, God. Thing, your thing makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just a temple. Just a thought. So, um, pizza pie. Just a thought. Just a thought. Just putting it out there. Just yeah. spitballing here. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, so the, yeah, so let's get into the halftime show. So we start out, you know, like I said, the, with the after hours storyline, it all kind of takes place around Las Vegas. So we start out in Las Vegas, uh, mm -hmm. sort of a, a abstracted version of Las Vegas. Neon uh, everywhere. Is, um, is, is, is Las Vegas not an abstracted version of Las Vegas? Well, I mean, that's true. Wait, um, now, those droids were supposed to be in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it, so, so we start out, we see him sitting in, sitting in a uh, kind of weirdly retrofitted, it, it turns out it was a Mercedes, which The weekend has appeared in some Mercedes ads. Yeah, so, oh, it was definitely a Mercedes. Yeah. You could tell, yeah, it had a big yeah. damn old logo on it, propeller. Yes, so he's sitting in this car, uh, uh, black car with red interior. He's wearing his his black outfit with his red sparkly jacket just sitting in the car. Uh, first of all, he's in Las Vegas, a.k.a. Sin City. A.k.a. Moss Eisley. And when we see him exit the car, um, like I said, he, he constantly wears uh, red and black. But, Reed, mm -hmm. you pointed out earlier his shoes. What color were his shoes? Black and white. Mm. Right. Now, this is something that always appears in every Super Bowl halftime show, the black and white. I mean, Crazy. you could just, you could just say, okay, well, yeah, one. well, okay. But, but why the black and white? So as we've said in previous Super Bowl halftime show breakdowns, the black and white, one of the, one of the places where you see, and you see a lot of, you see a lot of Masonic imagery in, um, in the weekend's videos. Mm -hmm. For example, in his Party Monster video, he ascends this staircase. Well, the staircase is set between two glowing columns, and the mm. two columns, as we've also discussed in past episodes, are huge in Masonic symbolism. But another another big thing in Masonic symbolism is the black and white checkered floor. Now that checkered wait, floor... Wait, wait, Madonna. Wait. Remember the Madonna yeah, show? Yeah, the Madonna checkered yeah. floor. Yep. I actually yeah. do remember that, so it kind of negates the the point I was going to make was when you say we've discussed this before, are you expecting us to remember this? Cause I'm going to be no. honest. I Cause don't. I will, I will, I, I will. Yeah. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll so essentially <laughs> this black and white checkered floor, it's the, the ritual floor on every Masonic in every Masonic lodge. Mm. And so it's the space where initiations occur. And 
they see the black and white checkers as emblematic of human life, checkered with good and evil. Mm. Um, We've talked about this. There is no good and evil. So I think it's interesting that the black and white makes its appearance at the, you know, it's the ground level. It's, it's, it's at his feet. Mm -hmm. Um, so essentially he, yeah, he, he is the ritual that's happening. Um, so we see him get out of the car, he kind of sits down and then the camera pans up and we see this robed figure with these glowing red eyes with its arms raised up in the air, just floating in midair and just slowly Mm -hmm. descending as we hear this creepy choir singing and chanting. So that's kind of a weird imagery for a Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, this figure with these glowing red eyes. So it descends, and as it does, we see that it's uh, it lands surrounded by this choir that also have these glowing red eyes, and their arms are also raised. Now, this was something where... Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with former NFL player Larry Johnson. Uh, oh, yeah, sure Larry thing. Johnson, uh, former Penn State standout. Uh, yeah. 20 was he 27 or is that priest holmes played for the kansas city chiefs yeah absolutely yeah well he he is a very interesting twitter follow uh i would say if you if you were into our uh our hebrew israelite segment you will be interested in a lot of larry johnson content but larry johnson tweeted (laughs) that larry johnson contact content that's what i'm here for i'm here for oh yeah i mean it's it's it is it is interesting um but he said that this entire scene represents satan's fall from heaven and his fallen angels um and he says it's the covid quarantine short story of revelation 9 so um he also said this next scene we see this choir split split apart and the weekend emerges from this, mm-hmm. you know, this column of light that's that that's that opens up. He comes out with his arms raised. So this is something that, to me, I could see this as like, okay, this is this is the weekend. You know, we've we've seen this whole storyline of like the the star boy and everything else. This is this is his either his you know mimicking the resurrection or the second coming. Um, Maybe the third coming could be. The Larry third. Johnson says could be a big that night. He 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 says that this represents Abaddon, which was the like angel of destruction, or Abel coming out from the bottomless pit. Uh, do you do you know what uh, the weekend's given name is? Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned this. What is it, Snoop? It's Abel. Ah, now. Oh, Cain and Abel. Abel. Is yes, the weekend's first name is Abel. Now, while the weekend was born in Canada, mm-hmm. he is uh, his his ancestry is Ethiopian, and so uh, he actually grew up. Uh, one kind of cool weekend fact: he has donated like quite a bit of money to I, I think it's the University of Toronto. Their Ethiopian studies. So that they can have, you know, they can afford to have a class that teaches uh, Ethiopian languages um, full time. So he's he he can speak. I think it's Amharic. Um, he can speak that fluently. He and his he uh, was I think raised by his grandma, and so um, 
one interesting thing, though, about Ethiopia is it, there are very ancient uh, Christian uh, churches in Ethiopia, but also there's this group called Beta Israel, which mm. is a Jewish sect that um, is in Ethiopia. So they they think that uh, t- some of them believe that they're one of the that they're like the tribe of Dan, like one of the one of the twelve tribes of Israel that um, ended up in Ethiopia. They also are they they see this connection between when the Queen of Sheba came to visit King Solomon in the Bible. They believe that they that the Queen of Sheba had a son named Menelik, and he is sort of the the founder of like their their form of of Judaism. But in in their canon of scripture, there are a lot of books that are not in the Hebrew Bible. And two of those include the book of Enoch and the Testament of Abraham. So um, so Abel in the Bible is the first first human born and also the first human murdered. And so that's kind of where the story ends in the Bible, like in the book of Genesis. He was a hunter-gatherer, yeah. and Cain was he a, was. Cain was metropolitan, so you got to get he rid was, of him. He was the vegan. Yeah, yeah he, his vegan brother murdered him. Um, so that's kind of where the story drops off in, in the Hebrew Bible. But in the book of Enoch, the soul of Abel is described as having go. been appointed the chief of martyrs, uh, who is crying for vengeance and for the destruction of the seed of Cain. And then in this book, The Testament of Abraham, it's sort of like Abraham kind of goes on this like spiritual journey. And so he goes to the place where souls are judged. And so he asks the uh, archangel Michael who the judge is. And Michael responds that it's Abel. And that when the final judgment comes, Abel will be joined by two other judges, um, the 12 tribes of Israel, and then, and then finally by God. So there's, there's a lot of, just in the Ethiopian tradition, there's a lot of, uh, um, I guess, a lot more details about Abel uh, than, than are in the traditional Bible. So... I don't know. I don't know if that hmm. if that ties into this there. at all. But well, that um, doesn't even touch on the uh, Islam traditions in Ethiopia. Oh yeah, Mahdi yeah. There's it's and, oh yeah, dude. There's, yeah, it's Ethiopia's an interesting wild. yeah, it's an interesting country, and it's where some people think the Ark of the Covenant is. So there's a church. There's a there's some people think that the Sphinx, its face was originally Ethiopian, an Ethiopian king. Hmm. I thought it was a lion. Before the lion. Oh. Mm-hmm. Robert Shock player. <laughs> <laughs> so. We see, so we, when we left off in the halftime show, the weekend has just emerged from this light. Uh-huh. And when he does, we see that the, the choir with their creepy glowing red eyes, uh, the, eye, the, the eyes are, are no longer glowing. And now they look a lot more like a gospel choir. Almost like they're praising the weekend. 
And so messianic. everything almost feels like you're looking at a gospel <laughs> choir, except we see this like, you know, everything is is covered in this red light. And we see this video of just these like ominous red clouds just kind of flying, flying past above. Um, so he, he sings the song, The Hills, and then he goes back into the light, or as Larry Johnson uh, considers it, the abyss. And he ends up in this mirrored hallway, which you've seen a lot of memes of, of him looking like he's lost. Yeah, all that gold. Um, uh-huh. Now, when he's in there, and this is one thing that's kind of interesting, like throughout, like the, the choir stand out in, in the main outer area, there's all these words that are, that are lit up. There's like touch and touch, alone yeah. and enough. And I knew that this was going to come up, and I wasn't. I was trying to pay attention to what the words were. Yeah. Because I was like, this is probably a thing that I should know. Yeah, and I, I don't know exactly, it's like a whole but. Word it, in it, the textbook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when, yeah. He, when this, he goes into the, the mirror, this mirrored hallway, though, we see words it's my, like. It's my Illuminati vocabulary. <laughs> I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not super uplifting words. That's that's one thing I think. All, all almost not all any of words. Touch isn't a word. Like it has no association to it whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it can be both. The connotation can be both positive and negative. So. Right. But then we have words like alone and miss you and mm -hmm. uh, and then in this mirrored hallway we have like the word gone. Uh, we have the phrase feel nothing and then turn. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he, he's in this, he's in this, uh, this mirrored hallway, he's kind of spinning around and then all of a sudden all of these sort of clones of him appear with their faces all bandaged. And this is something where, you know, if this whole storyline is that the weekend has like sold his soul to become this like star boy, he's, he's like the, you know, he's sold his soul to, to, uh, you know, be able to, you know, be the chosen elite performer. Mm -hmm. I think this is, this is, the, these clones essentially are showing that, hey, you can be replaced at any time. Like uh, you are, you are, you, you can, you are expendable. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't follow orders, if you don't, if you don't play the game at any moment, you're gone, and you you can be replaced with. So any are one you? Of these. Is it wait? Is this what you think that the weekend was trying to say with that visual, or are you saying that's what the Illuminati is saying about us? I don't. Oh, know. Oh, for sure, that's what the Illuminati is saying about us. If you're not in the Illuminati, Illuminati, you're expendable. Yeah, put him in for a body sure. bag, Johnny. Hey. Uh. But never in cuffs. Okay. Yeah. Bullet sponges. Okay. But yeah. But if so you're not we, part we of the elite, up, then, you, then you're really nothing. And even if you are part exactly. of the elite. I mean, you I can, think the weekend's part of the elite, right? I mean, he's he's definitely part of the 1%. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a hundred millionaire, at least. Yeah. I mean, he can spend $7 million for, you know, no discernible purpose. Uh, for the halftime show, exactly according right. to Reed, so. That's exactly right. Guys, you guys are harsh. It was good. It was good. It was it good. It was not it was a good. good. Show. It was, if anything, <laughs> it was okay. 
It was tolerable. Sir, have you watched Captain EO? It was at least as good as Captain EO. Oh, I want to watch Captain EO again. Mm, man, I don't know about that. It was at I bet least that, I bet as that's good on as YouTube. Captain EO. It was at least as good as Captain EO. <laughs> I'll say that. I will go down. I will die I mean, on that's this a hill. Low it was bar. at least as good as Captain EO. And I'm not even <laughs> yeah. certain of that. Sure. Sure. But it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's legendary. If nothing else, I mean, some legends die. So Captain EO, uh, it was as good as Captain EO. I, I'll say it. I'm I'm on record. But was it as yeah. good as Captain Jalen Hurts, Ron. Hall of Famer, Captain EO sucks. What about Captain okay. Ron? What? Captain Ron. Uh, uh, I mean, if we're if we're if we're talking about ranking captains, uh, Captain Planet. Yeah, Captain Ron's above Captain EO for sure. Yeah, yeah without a, a doubt. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway, this is definitely what we came here to talk about. You've got 10 minutes, go. Okay, so... <laughs> are we out of, the, are we, we out we, of the gold room now? No, not even... No, so, no, so, no, no so we're not he, even he does. So he leaves, so he, yeah, so he leaves, he leaves the gold room. You the, screen, the screen changes to this, to this night sky, and we see a full moon rising as these it's orbs it's float up to the sky. Is this... Well, hold is on. This, was the was the was the gold room reminiscent of Enter the Dragon? Like it was all it was a gold room. It, was <laughs> it looked, yeah, it was similar to it Enter the Dragon. It was yeah. mirrored. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it was what, like fun? It's a fun house. It's the fun house. Uh, I mean, mirrors mirrors alone. There's all kinds of you know. Yeah, there's all the, kinds uh, of symbolism. Yeah, you're seeing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, we, there, that could go any number of places. Mm-hmm. But, but when he when he emerges again from from this mirrored hallway, we see that this it, the screen is now changed to a night sky. Everything has got kind of a bluish cast now. We see the a full moon rising. So uh, you know, lots of symbolism around the full moon. And we see these orbs of light kind of floating up. Are these like souls ascending? Who knows? Um, there was also a creepy moment where in the song Save Your Tears, uh, we've kind of got this blue sky and everything happening. Everything's got, got this blue cast to it. The, the choir now has these like bejeweled jackets, kind of like The weekend. And then there's this creepy guitar player that has this blue bejeweled mask just covering his entire face. Right. That was, he's got like long hair and I don't know, that, that image kind of creeped me out. Again, I don't know what that symbolizes, but that was, that was kind of a creepy moment. This um, also reminds so then, me, those, those uh, fake ass fiddle players, I mean, they could have done, oh, yeah. done a lot better at faking playing the fiddle. I mean, they had, we had lots of as, on the fingerboard. Get out of here with that. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I forgot. Yeah, Reed, Reed's our resident fiddle player, violinist. Yeah, I mean, uh, y- yeah. You, can, you can do a better job of faking that. <laughs> you don't have the bow three inches below your left hand. Come on. <laughs> so yeah, we see, I, and, I and in that, that, I, in I that scene, too, there's also, when the, when the violin stuff was happening, there were also some weird, like, Folded hands, mm-hmm. like praying hands, mm-hmm. like weird hand motions going on among the choir. Uh, so yeah, that was that was an odd that was an odd section. Uh, but then he he hits kind of the uh, the climax of the entire performance where we see the weekend and all of these you know bandaged face clones 
all marching out onto the field together uh, in sort of this unison uh, marching together. Uh, you know, is this people following, you know, maybe is the weekend an antichrist figure and they're all sort of following him. There's a scene where they all sort of like swirl around him in this like, I don't know, spiral or eye shape in the middle of the field. Um, and one interesting thing about all the dancers at this point, all, all of the clones, if you look, they have in their hand, in the palm of their hands, they have lights, lights glowing. Uh -huh. Well, who, who is the light bringer? Mm, That's right. Lucifer. Lucifer is the light bringer. Oh. So there's and and the Illuminati. I mean, the whole name of Illuminati it comes from illumination the light and bringer. light. Okay. So yeah, so they're out here dancing. There's fireworks going off. It's and and it's all led by the weekend. Pyro. And then finally, we have all of these dancers fall down dead as the weekend uh, then walks off the walks off the field. So yeah, because he doesn't dance it's, uh, all of it. It's, well, that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sort of skips. Man, you are sort of skips. you are bitter, friend. He's, he's a good mad. he's I a good skipper. Dance. When 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 his clone then army watch is fame. out, stop watching the halftime show. <laughs> fame. So I don't know. So I think it was interesting that like, you know, we have all I mean, there was just this this show was just packed with symbolism and, and all just kind of builds off this storyline that, that he's that he's built. So it'll be interesting to see, like, is this kind of the culmination of this character in this storyline? Is he going to have sort of a like David Bowie reinvention of his musical persona after this? Um I don't know, but there was there was a lot. Um, I've seen other people say, you know, is this, you know, you you could read the weekend as the weekend, like we have mm. been weakened, or mm. or does it symbolize, you know, the weekend is the end of the week, but is is it the end of the W E A K, the end of the week? I don't know. So you brought up a good, I, a, a good comparison I, I never thought of is, uh, does, is there some Bowie aspects to this? Uh, both, oh, for sure. Both, you guys both yeah. the artist yourself. and... <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm here. I've got these, I've got these big headphones on, but I, I think I hear myself. No, I, I, I think so. I mean, if in terms of like, yeah, David Bowie had his entire Ziggy, you know, Ziggy Stardust phase, yeah. and he would he would appear as like he became that character, and so mm -hmm. The Weeknd has done this in, you know, when he appears at award shows, when he appears on like Kimmel and stuff like that. He is that line of like, when is he the character? When is he the, you know, when is he able? Um, yeah, it, it, it's very blurred. Mm. Smoke screen. Uh, uh, Reed, you're, you're in complete opposition to this idea yeah, that, you, of, you, of you him see, as an see, artist. No, I mean, okay, like, I, I get this uh, kind of narrative build it up storyline thing but I don't think the Super Bowl halftime show is the time to roll it I mean it, it's not very accessible well I At think least. that's what he he made that comment right like he made the comment that it yeah. was going to be like a fever dream 
of eye candy for the whole family without context. I mean, and that's right? all it is. That's all. That's what the Super Bowl halftime show always is. It's always, it's always all of these, all of these symbols packed in, and I think that's that's where you see when when you see people uh, talk about the the halftime show as this you know gigantic ritual. That's what they're saying is like you you have this one event where you have where you have the focused attention of. I mean, especially in today's world, there are very few moments where you have that huge of an audience right. all watching at the same time. So, right. so the people, the people who see the Super Bowl halftime show as this, you know, magical ritual or or whatever, they they see this as like kind of feeding off of the energy of everyone who is watching this, everyone who is focusing their attention as a way to like increase that, uh, the power of, of the ritual. I get it. Mm. But that's the thing. I mean, you have such a huge audience that it needs to, it needs to be more universally digestible. But was it not? I like, we brought this up off the air of, He's one of the largest, biggest, most famous performers out there right now. Yeah. Maybe not to us, but, you know, in 93, when Michael Jackson was going out there, yes, he was famous in the 70s and 80s before that. But, like, if 40-year-old us were watching 1993 Michael Jackson, would we think... This makes sense to us. I mean, yes. he played Michael Jackson. Nine songs. The weekend is not Michael Jackson. But, but I mean, I'm I'm 38, so I would think it was cool. Reed's over 40, so yes. I I he don't was know. Just Maybe over 40 it. when he watched it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's you, what happened. Like I crossed the threshold this, and I yeah. can't go back. Now there this, there are the parts of reality <laughs> that I have no longer have access. He turned 40. To. Yeah, you I'm turned 40, and then the next. That. I mean, this could be my new reality. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at last year's halftime show, and he, they played almost 20 songs. I'm looking yeah, at Maroon Five. They songs. played nine or ten. Uh, Justin Timberlake played 11. No boobs in that one. Lady Gaga only played seven songs in her halftime show. Um, so, like within 15 minutes, and uh, you're shoving in a lot of songs. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a lot of time. Um, to make a, to, to I don't know to be universal. <laughs> well, and read they're not gonna just come out and say, okay, so we're the Illuminati. No, I get that. Yes, here yeah. we are. But I mean, we want to we want to enslave your minds, and we would like to reduce the world's population to uh, uh, three million 000. people. Three hundred thousand. Yeah, what? I'm all about it. Come to come to. <laughs> Come to come to Georgia. Yeah. Look at our guides. Look at our Georgia yeah. guidestone. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. If you have to rate the last twenty to twenty-five halftime shows, it is certainly in the bottom quarter in terms of just pure raw entertainment value. It was flat. It was yeah. flat. It was flat. It was. It was. It was. But it has to be judged with a different scorecard. 
Why? In my world, it has to be because it's it's in the pandemic. The the there was no crowd. There was no like nobody rushing the field. I'm not there was watching the to. Super Bowl halftime show for the crowd. They're all paid people to scream anyway. I'm not looking for the boss to do a knee slide <laughs> right into the camera. Crotch slide, yeah. more specifically, right in. Give, give me. It was just like full jeep right in our eye. Maybe eye he should have tried that the other night. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they would have other, they would have, uh, other visuals to cut to. You know With what this, he needed? There was nothing else, there was nothing else to cut to. It was the weekend and that was this it. This would have solved it. I think you're right, Snoop. This would have solved it. He needed a rapper to come out. He needed a rap he break. He needed somebody He needed a out. rap break. He needed somebody. Or, uh, or he, or he could have had, um, uh, Daft own. Punk. Mm, yeah. Da- um. Yeah, that would be cool. Cause Missy yeah, Elliott cause rolls Starboy out there. Somebody, something. He needed some kind of yeah. rap break, and then he could have changed mm-hmm. his costume during the rap break. Mm. He never changes that costume. I guess not. It's, it's part I'm of who have he to is. Go back and listen to the weekend's whole catalog. Maybe I'll change my tune. Doubtful, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. You don't have to do. But that. I. But I do appreciate your position, rightly or wrongly, that even even the occult. Has to be entertaining. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. who are you trying? Oh, yeah. Who are you trying to mind wash here? Brainwash? Like, mm-hmm. come on! Yeah, you gotta sell me. Right. Like, yeah. if you want me to be right. part of your occult weird episodes or right. whatever you're doing, you know. Right. At least give me a jingle. I was not amused. <laughs> yeah, I was not entertained. I mean, it, it was it was it was odd because yeah, there's I feel like uh, I don't know. I mean, there have been some really like. Uh, you know, thinking back to like Katy Perry wearing her flame dress, yeah, riding at least the it was like wild looking flaming lion. It was the like, sharks, oh wow, the like she, sharks. you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and she but, is talentless as well. I should say not as well. She's, we she's also talent, she's also she sold her, her. Yeah, well, she's she sold her soul. So yeah. well, I think the best I think the best Super Bowl halftime was not even. The whole halftime show was just the moment when Lady Gaga dove just off Yeah, she came flying out of the screen. sky, man. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two, two things. One, uh, what color were the sharks with Lake Katy Perry? Blue and white. Blue Not surprising. Blue and white. Yeah, ah. exactly. Hmm. Uh, Yep, Epstein's uh, pseudo temple. Secondly, that's it. We did it. We did sports. Episode 177. As always, I want to thank uh, Jet Belly Music, uh, the Minister of Sound Mikey, the Commissioner Brandon Casburn, food editor Dennis Chu, and the honorary ball boy this week is. A uh, ball woman. Uh, shout out mm. goes to Sarah Thomas for being the first female referee, NFL referee in a Super Bowl. To throw the game. Congratulations, Sarah Thomas, and to your son Brady, named after Tom Brady. Mm, shocking! What? Had shocking! No impact. Ninety-five yards whatsoever. worth of penalties in the first half. Shocking. On the game, uh, no, Whoa. no taunting call against Tom Brady as he chased Tyron Matthew, yeah. the Honey Badger, yeah. down to his to Kansas City. And you know it's line. bad because the Honey Badger. I hate the Honey Badger as much as I hate Tom Brady. But Tom Brady and you're was siding with him. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Bayou Bengal. <laughs> yep. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportsportsportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss, including the occult and the Illuminati. Don't add us, uh, uh, Shriners. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.